0: Trophy Kids. we got an awesome show for you. It is our Super Bowl show. We're covering every aspect of the game, giving out our bets, our prop bets. We're even going to talk a little UFC at the end. It's a great one. Let's go. And welcome to Trophy Kids presented by Bad News Media. It is February the 5th. It is Super Bowl week. I had to bring on Michael here to talk about the Super Bowl as I jumbled my words to start. Off to a great one. How are you doing today, sir? I'm great. Happy Super Bowl week to you. I I can't even imagine what you're feeling. I I. I' I'm so jealous. It's fucking awesome. I am so excited. Like, it's been... It had been 18 years since I saw a playoff win, and as soon as I got one, I was like, I want more. It's addicting as fuck. Every game is edge of your seat. I'm having so much fun right now. Right now, I normally get nervous when I start doing the prep for the show. Like, last night, I started doing prep for this show, and that's Mm -hmm. when I normally would get nervous. Like, fuck, I don't like how we match up here or whatever. I was just cool as a cucumber. I felt good. I felt like Tom Brady. I felt cool as a cucumber going into this. You know? And I... I think you should. Um, uh, it's going to be a tough game, but in the first, the
1: first meeting that you had with this team, literally everything that could go wrong
0: went wrong, and you all still almost won. Um, you should feel pretty good. Thank you for pointing that out. I feel like every single person this week all I've heard, and we'll, we'll get to the individual breakdowns of the teams, matchups, all that stuff, but I have been hearing the constant, like, well, Tyreek Hill put up 260 yards on them, and they just, like, they were up 17 going into the fourth quarter. It's like, yeah, he put up 200 of those yards in the first quarter, and then exactly. then they were like, oh, wait, we shouldn't play man, and they adjusted, and it was fine. And I'm pretty sure they won every quarter after that, but when you're down in a hole 17-0, it's a little hard to come back from. Um but yeah, it was like they figured it out. They won three quarters. You got to win four, obviously, to win a game. Um, but I feel like that's been lost in translation. It's like yeah, they did most of their damage in the first quarter, and then they figured it out, and it was a game. Exactly.
1: Yeah.
0: Um, I mean, Hill went
1: off in that first quarter. It was like that. That is not going to happen again. God, I um, hope not. <laughs> I, I I would be shocked. Um, but and on top of that, it's like. The Chiefs blitz Brady, I believe, on 48% of the plays, Something. and they got to him one time. And, I mean, that's just – Tom, first of all, I mean, for for someone who has, is as mobile as my 96-year-old grandmother just has this pocket presence oh. that, that no one else has. You can't get to him. It's crazy, and and that's what I'm saying. So it's going to be interesting to see what the Chiefs do. Are they going to come out, and are they going to blitz on half the plays again? I, 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 I personally, as a coach, probably wouldn't. Um, if it's not going to work, I know it causes Brady to rush and he threw two interceptions, but I I don't
0: know. Um, I'll be honest. I don't know if we're getting to our picks. I don't Should I not give away my pick? Um, you certainly can. We, I was going to go through the breakdowns, but if you want to give the pick, we can also work uh, from like why you're making that pick. That also, Yeah, I I just wanted, I wanted to say is as much as I'm hyping up your Buccaneers, I still, am going to choose minus three. (laughs) (laughs) That's fair. I'm going to be on the opposing
1: side of this. Yes, but um, I I am not confidently I'm not doing it confidently for everything that I just listed. Just that that you 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 could have gotten blown out in the last game and you guys clawed back and it's it's gonna be an awesome game. But yeah yeah I don't know what the Chiefs are gonna do because you know you play Tom Tom gets a second shot at you.
0: Are you gonna beat him twice? Ugh. That is part of it. The other thing. I mean, this is a prerequisite for beating Tom in the Super Bowl. You have to be one goofy-ass motherfucker at quarterback. Eli Manning and Nick Foles are the only ones who have beaten Tom Brady in the Super Bowl. They aren't, like, good-looking, cool people like Patrick Mahomes. Like, you got to be a goofy motherfucker and have a dumb-looking face to beat er, Tom Brady in the Super Bowl. So that is also a strike for the Chiefs right off the bat. Yep. Um, I'm with you. Yeah. So, yeah, I'm with you. I mean, it's going to be interesting. I mean, Sprag Spags, the defensive coach for the the Chiefs has always given Tom Brady trouble. Like he is you know, if there's kryptonite to Tom Brady, it seems to be his defenses. And you are right. They dial it up. I think they di- since especially in the postseason, I think they've dialed it up more than any team in the league. They love to bring pressure. Um historically Tom has not loved pressure up the middle because right. like you said, he is for a guy who is not very mobile when it comes to stepping up at the pocket and maneuvering around the pocket. He is one of the best, if not the best. Um, And so they like... That makes me somewhat nervous, especially because we lost our guard, Kappa, but they've done a decent job. Um, My thing is, if we're just going to talk real... Like, to start Chiefs defense versus Bucks offense, I don't know if Brian Lefwich is up to playing this chess match with Spags. I think Tom Brady's going to have to do a lot here because left, Leftwich loves to run the ball on first down. Yeah. Not great to be that predictable, especially against a team that loves to bring the pressure, because putting Tom Brady in third and longs, third and mediums, and hoping he bails you out, while yes, has been working in the postseason is not like a generally like great strategy. Um they are been pretty effective on third down conversions. I mean, they're converting it more than half the time. of the time, compared to the Chiefs 55% of the time. Um, But that is the one matchup I don't... There's a couple things that make me a little nervous. As I've been saying all year, not worried. This face is not worried. But (laughs) there are the pressure makes me a little nervous what makes me happy about this is tom brady tweeting this week that he's got the house to himself for 12 days and is just prepping his ass off and watching more film than he's ever watched in his life so that gives me some hope there but yeah it's that is i mean when you look at the chiefs defense versus the bucks offense that's the question is does the pressure get there and is brian Leftwich predictable and just running the ball a bunch on first down and then setting up bad passing situations um
1: yeah, Which I don't know. I I mean I I agree with that and then I mean like you said, you know, you're not having your your guard in play. I mean, that's that's a big that's a big scary thing especially mm-hmm. when you got Chris Jones on the other side cuz Chris Jones oh, is that is a man. I mean, he he belongs on your defensive line. I, I mean, was going to say perfectly. He is a mean, scary,
0: good individual. <laughs> yes. Very good. Um yeah, I mean that's a good point too like I think when you look at the rosters, there's not too many players from the Chiefs you're taking over the Bucks individual players, but we know best teams don't always win. Or best rosters don't always win. The best team wins, I should say. Um, but Chris Jones is one of those dudes that you would take over certain individuals on that line. Um, Kappa being out hurts. What I like, though, that they've done, which I'm sure you've picked up on, and most people should have because I've been screaming it from the rooftops, is every game... Gronk has become part of the blocking game more and more, which is what you need um, because it allows for a lot more freedom to slide Jensen over and help protect and just kind of slide your protections. And Gronk, which I'm kind of bouncing all over the place, but craziest fact of the week. Did you know him and Travis Kelsey are the same age? That's insane. They're both 31 years old. No fucking clue. That's
1: crazy. No, I did not know that.
0: Um, No, that's crazy. But Gronk being a big part of the blocking game has helped greatly in the protection. Because if you've watched these games, don't know, I mean, you know this, but for the rest of the country, that Washington football team has a pretty good defensive line. Help neutralize them. The Saints have a pretty decent defensive line. Help neutralize them. Like, it's—it has the protection has held up pretty good given the injury to Kappa because, in my theory, Gronk helping out on the blocking game has been huge. Yeah, I mean, that's huge.
1: That's the huge quality that Gronk has always had in his career, and he's never had any problems just getting down and dirty and blocking. Um, and I think he could – Gronk, I mean, it, we like to you know, make fun of him kind of like it's big stupid and only has 13 brain cells left. But he's smart enough to understand that we have three stud wide receivers. Um, and if Tom needs an extra second to get them the ball, I, Gronk will do it. Um, so,
0: 100% so, right.
1: Yes. Um, so – it's awesome having Gronk. He is literally—I mean, he's always been an incredible blocker. He is basically like a, like a poor backup tackle. <laughs> he's end, that's sort great. of true. Yeah. As a tight end, that's awesome. I mean, yeah. I mean you're a great blocking tight end. So yeah, I mean, that is going to be a big role in the game. Totally agree.
0: Yeah, and he also like it's the same thing with with. Kelsey on the other side, which I'll talk about in a second, but like he's gonna ha- he's gonna be key in picking up blitzes because I expect them, as you pointed out, they blitz what 48 or somewhere in the 40s percent of the time, um, yeah. helping pick up those blitzes. Um that that's my concern in that matchup. If you're going Chiefs versus Bucks offense, it's the predictability of Brian Lefwich, but he's been better. I mean, they've been mixing in the play action, they've been motioning a lot more. Tom Brady's looked a little bit more comfortable, and you alluded to it. The Bucs, I think, have a little bit easier time of picking your poison, their defensive matchup versus the Chiefs' offense. The Chiefs, it's like whatever poison you pick, there is still an incredibly dangerous one and two option. And hell, even a three with Scotty Miller showing up here, you're going to get Antonio Brown probably back for this game. This idea that they the Bucs have not been as explosive as they should have been, but to st- there, there seems to be this narrative that they can't be explosive, which I think is just the dumbest theory in all of football right now. Are people aware of who Antonio Brown is? Yeah. <laughs> he had five touchdowns in the last four games he played in, too, by the
1: way, people. people. I saw, look, Antonio Brown, before he became an absolute maniac, was like my favorite player. Um, He's just completely lost it for me, which I think you know is, I think you would find to be reasonable. Yes. Um, but. <laughs> I have been seeing seeing so many memes and stuff, like making fun of Antonio Brown and Lev Bell for making it to the post, like making it to the I haven't seen that as well yet. Like 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 participation grade, like F like something funny. I'm like, Antonio Brown had a very good season. Like Yeah. <laughs> all things what considered. Are you talking about? He, he he had a very good season. Like I, I I don't know where people are coming from when they're acting like Antonio Brown is not like
0: good anymore. Yeah. Uh, crazy. It is absolutely insane because he also he came in late, Um, he in a completely new system. He had what was it? I think five touchdowns in his last four games that he played in. Like it's absurd. Like he's he definitely started going. I mean, and against Atlanta, he put up 138 yards and two touchdowns. Not bad. (laughs) So I mean, he got hurt in the postseason. He's suspected to be back. Um, But yeah, he's an insane option. And then even if he can't go, Scotty Miller's out here just burning fools, because you forget about him and that the speed that white boy has. And then you got Mike Evans, and then you got Chris Godwin, who, yes, he's had some drops, but like... He really has. It, it, he it's really like, had. he's had him. Okay, I agree. But he's still getting major yardage. Like, they're still going to him, and he's still beating him, which is, that's the thing. It's like, if he can just kind of get out of his own headspace, which he's got two weeks to kind of reset himself. It's a very dead... And then you have playoff Lenny just going... Off Right now, um, which is actually one of my prop bets here, he which we'll off. get to the end. Um, it's a good football team on that. Now, the side of the ball that I think is the most intriguing in the matchup that has everybody's attention is the Bucks defense versus the Chiefs offense. Yeah. And one bef- one thing before we get into this, I just wanted to throw out there because I feel like nobody has pointed this out. I don't know if everybody's been paying attention, but the Chiefs haven't exactly been spectacular against the NFC South as a whole this year. They have only beaten... They have beaten nobody by more than three. They beat the Bucs by three. They beat the Falcons by three. They only scored 17 on the Falcons to clinch that. And I think it was the Panthers they beat by two. Like, the NFC South has been putting up some fights against the Chiefs here. And I feel like there has been, especially in this week, I feel like the mythology... And I'm not trying to say the Chiefs are a bad team because, obviously, they are phenomenal and I would say are the best team in the league going into this game. But, like, I feel like the mythology like the legend of the chiefs has gotten so crazy where everybody's like, this is going to be a fucking blowout. And it's like, well, let's hold up here a second. Cause this is still Tom Brady. This is still an insanely good offense. And this defensive matchup is very intriguing. It is intriguing.
1: The only thing that i am, have a little bit of concern about is um, that. So the chiefs weakness on offense is your strength on defense, like stopping the run. And then the chiefs, sorry, this is hard for me to even put in my head, the Chiefs' strength <laughs> on offense, and you could correct me if I'm wrong, but their strength on offense, in my opinion, is your weakness on defense, which is your back end. I would agree. Uh, so that's where it is a little concerning. Like, in my opinion, like, the Chiefs—they've kind of almost just abandoned the run. They don't even like care anymore. Like they're like Clyde Edwards-Helaire. They're like whatever. Like he's—he just hasn't turned out to be kind of what they were expecting. So that, in my opinion, would be the would be the concern if
0: I were you. It's just that I think Mahomes is just going to come out and sling it fifty times. I 100% agree. With that. I mean, he threw it 49 times in their in the matchup earlier in the season. Mm-hmm. They didn't really run it. They know the Bucks are the number one rush defense efficiency wise. Right. Back to back years, like it, and we we didn't even have Viave back in the first game. Like he was still out with this fractured fractured ankle, and we get him back, which is a huge problem defensive line wise. Um, but I agree, he's going to throw the ball probably fifty times. I would say, so it then becomes the Achilles. If you were to say, what is this Bucks Achilles heel? I would one hundred percent agree. It's the back end. Part of that is because they're just young. I mean, the oldest guy in that is 24 years old. Um, They're a young back end. There's individually great talent there that's shown up and played well. But as a unit, they're still missing things. There's miscommunications all over the place. And you see that when teams throw guys in motion. You see that when they play off the play action. Um, There's miscommunications as to who's kind of got what zone of the field or who's manning up who and who's taking who. Um, That is the scary part. The thing that gives me some resolve, which I have to imagine Todd Bowles is going to do here. Like I, when I said earlier, the, the concern, Brian Lefwich matchup versus Bags matchup, I don't love. It's definitely in the favor of the Chiefs. You've got another one that's sort of in the favor of the Chiefs. I mean, Andy Reid's arguably one of the greatest offensive minds in the NFL. Um, probably NFL history. He's had two weeks. He's going to throw something out there that you've never seen on film.
1: Oh, floor. we're going to see something crazy. There's going to be
0: some <laughs> insane wrinkle in there. Yes. But generally, Todd Bowles, in his own right, is a hell of a defensive coach, and Todd Bowles is one of the, I would argue, one of the best defensive coordinators at adjusting in the moment. In almost every game, there are their exceptions throughout the season, and people obviously haven't been watching every game, every Bucks game. I have, um, and I will tell you, he has done a great job of adjusting it, and you saw it in the first game. They manned up Hill, which they don't generally do in that first quarter, and he burn them because he is he's not from this planet he is a creature from another world um and you can't do that and so you drop back in zone you bring kind of that almost they don't do it exactly it's sort of like a prevent defense with two high safeties and you keep everything in front of you and you say all right you got to beat us with kelsey who will beat you but it's a slower methodical death by a thousand cuts so then your offense doesn't have to get out of rhythm and can still run the ball and use play action and doesn't have to be dialing up 50 yard long developing plays to try to keep up with Tyreek and Patrick Mahomes carnival show um and I think that's going to be the strategy I hope to god that's the strategy because if we go man again we're not surviving it we just we aren't surviving it but if that's the strategy And you're getting pressure with four guys, which is very possible with two tackles out for the Chiefs and that defensive line. Or even if you're getting rushes with, you know, you're blitzing Devin White or if Levante David's able to go, which I have concerns there uh, with a hamstring or wherever it is. Like, it's a winnable game because you can keep them. Like, if you keep them within 27, which we did last game, that's a winnable game.
1: Yes. But if you let yeah,
0: if you don't, if you don't respect Hill, it's
1: tough. Oh, it's real tough. Um, kind of random. Kind of side note. Did Todd Bulls get any interviews?
0: No, I don't believe so. I don't remember hearing anything, which is oh, wild. Well, that's, that's crazy. Wild. <laughs> yeah. Oh, that's crazy. Um, I'm
1: shocked <laughs> to hear that. Um, that's, that's messed up. I know he got but, rumored
0: for a couple. I don't know if he actually actually interviewed, but I do know he was rumored for a couple of jobs.
1: Yeah, as he should be.
0: That's Yeah. That's <laughs> kind of uh, that defense has been stunning for two seasons now under his reign. Yeah. But
1: I agree. We're going to see some crazy, some crazy play designs from Andy Reid. Um, I mean, we've seen them all year with the Chiefs—just misdirection all over the place. I mean, we're going to see Tyreek kill in the backfield. If, you know, Kelsey will probably be in the backfield as well.
0: Um, it, it's, it's—I'm excited. It's going to be a crazy game. It's going to be fun. And the other thing, and I was talking about the pressure too, and we saw it with the Packers game, which they were down a tackle. They got Bucks got five sacks, eight pressures. Some of that comes from, you know, Aaron Rodgers just held the ball longer than you probably should on some plays. And that's been brought up that, you know, the Bucks are getting pressure because guys aren't getting the ball out quick. Patrick Mahomes gets the ball out very quick. Andy Reid's going to be aware of this. And I think that takes away, because we discredit the Bucks secondary so much, which they are not great, but they are much improved from last year and they're individually good. We kind of negate the fact that the coverage was Pretty damn good in that Packers game most of the time, ninety percent of the time, and that's why Aaron Rodgers is holding the ball more. That's why Drew Brees, yeah, he couldn't throw the ball more than twenty-five yards, but he was holding the ball a little bit more. Like I expect Patrick Mahomes to get the ball out quick in this game, and that's concerning. And I, I think there's going to be shorter routes and not as long developing plays, especially with the offensive line and the shape it is. But I think there is a dis—it's a disservice. Like the absolutely the secondary is the weak point, and that's where they're going to take advantage of it through the air. But like they're doing a pretty good job down the stretch of covering guys long enough, jamming them at the line to allow pressure to get there, to hold that ball an extra second, half a second. Um, and I think just that advantage is huge, especially if you can just get Patrick. I know Patrick Mahomes is so good on his feet. But like even if you can just get him off balance a little, you saw it earlier in the first matchup. I think it was Hardman just was busting up the seam, and he completely yes. missed him because he was a little off balance. Like Those are the things you have to go. It's the small victories that get the Bucks a win here.
1: Yeah, and I think you know you're probably right. They're probably going to try to you know have shorter routes, quicker passes, get the ball out of Mahomes' hands. Um, but you know, like you said, that's that's kind of a it's kind of a good thing. It, it, you know, it's kind of your defense will play like a bend, don't break. You know, you get you get in the red zone, you hold them to a field goal. That's a win. Every single time. Yes.
0: <laughs> and that's the other thing. The one other thing I, I have confidence in, and we saw it against the Packers game, chicken shit football does not win Super Bowls. It doesn't win championships. It doesn't win playoff games. Bruce Arians isn't playing chicken shit football. Like, he knows you're not beating Patrick Mahomes and Andy Reid with field goals. So I expect, even, as long as we can get third in manageables, which turn into fourth and in manageables, I also expect the Bucks to go for it a lot and keep the pressure on there, um, which will be good. I, I like... The kind of gambler mentality of Bruce Arians, which hasn't always paid off, and I, I've had my my differences with him over the season, Um but that's also going to be a huge. Both of these guys,
1: that's what I was saying, do say. not mind but, going for it, which makes yeah. this so much fun. <laughs> yeah, Andy Reid, he's right there too. Like it, it, yeah, it's both of them are just. They both, they're both kind of goofy-looking, but they're both so good at coaching, and they <laughs> are
0: risk-takers, those two. Oh, I love it. Um, have you? I don't know if you felt this way, but I, I feel this way about this game, and I felt this way about the conference championships. This year it has felt like, especially from the conference championships, we have gotten the teams that are supposed to kind of be there. Like, every once in a while you get a team that just rips off from the wild card and gets in the Super Bowl. You're like, what the fuck are they doing here? And they win, like, or they of- play well. But, like, this year it does feel like the best teams kind of filter to the top, and we've gotten some really good showings. Like
1: last year, for example, I mean, it was fun to watch, but I was terrified the Titans were going to make the Super Bowl. I was (laughs) just like, no, 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 we can't have this. Thank goodness the Chiefs went on, but I was just like, no, I I don't want the Titans in the Super Bowl.
0: Yeah, like I love you, Browns, but that would have been the same thing had you somehow pulled that out and like ripped it off. Bills would have been fun. I would have enjoyed the Bills. Um, And that's the other thing. People have been pointing out this week, I've heard it a couple times, I've tried to listen to as little as possible because I don't want to mimic other shows or, or tr- I want to have kind of authentic takes here. But people have yeah. pointed out that, like, the Bills did that strategy of try to keep everything in front of you, drop two safeties high, and it didn't work. And I pe- think people are forgetting there is a, there's a bit of a difference in talent level on the Bills' defense. Bills are a good football team, don't get me wrong. Yeah. Very good football team. But there's a bit of a talent difference from the Buccaneers' To the build right now, especially from yeah. a speed standpoint, sideline to sideline, defense line, linebacking core, back end. So, like, it's yes, their scheme didn't work, but the Bucks have better players to execute that scheme and make it work. And I feel like that needs to be said because I've heard it a couple times this week.
1: Yeah, going completely off topic, and I'm sorry, but I have to. Oh, um, you're good. You're talk, you talking about like we have a better scheme and like executing the scheme. It just, you kind of remind me of the Eagles head coach and stuff. Oh, gone.
0: God. <laughs> What a what that felt like a super ski That felt like a, for other teams. <laughs> oh, that felt like if Michael Scott had been hired by the Eagles if he gave a press conference this week. Sorry to go off topic,
1: but literally he no. said that he, he just popped in my head.
0: And <laughs> it's fantastic. Um oh. The other thing I will say, uh, uh, this was a point I was trying to make too, and I think one of the reasons I'm giving a little, there are obviously differences between this Bucks team and the last Bucs team, but this mm-hmm. does feel very similar to the 2002 Bucks team in a couple ways. One, we are going up against a team that everybody was like, they are so much more superior offensively. They are flying up and down the field. This Bucks team, just similar to that one, has had DBs making plays left and right throughout the playoffs. I mean, Murphy Buttons got three interceptions in three games. Yes, he's a baller. Um, you've got a fat... Like, that defense was fast, hard-hitting, swarmed to the ball. This defense is fast, hard-hitting, swarmed... They are physical. It is hard to win at the point of contact. Freak
1: of natures on both defensive lines. Yes.
0: Insane. Um, yeah. Now, I'm not saying, like, obviously, like, these are different teams, but, like, it does... And that defense was way better, that Bucks defense. Yeah, I mean, you don't have a Warren Sapp. There's no Warren Sapp. There's no John... Uh, yeah, there's no John Lynch. Derek Brooks, he's not Derek Brooks yet, because obviously, by any stretch of the imagination, but Devin White's pretty fucking good. Oh, yeah. <laughs> so, yeah. like, not Derek Brooks, but, like, very fucking good in his own right. He might get there. And yeah. might get there. Yeah, exactly. So, it's like, it's not so much that it feels like that's them, but I see flashes, or, like, it reminds yeah. me a little bit. Um, I get that. Which helps bring my confidence level up for this week um (laughs) which i guess gets to my pick is i am going bucks um i see the value there yes i have some bucks beer glasses on right now there's a i try to remove my 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 uh bias a little bit here but i from a value standpoint i pick i'm going bucks which by the way I should have introduced this segment this way for the little social media clip. I am red hot the last two weeks. Three and one. Le- my NFL record has been absolute garbage this season. But the last three weeks, I've been three and one in picks on this show for the playoffs, which has been absolutely fantastic. I'm sitting at 72, 63, and five pushes on the year in the NFL. But, uh, yeah, I am going Bucks just for the value play. Um, and just because I – like, I could, this game could easily be a blowout. There's no doubt in my mind that could happen. Mm-hmm. But I could almost see it going both ways, potentially. And I think it's going to be closer, especially because it is a weirder. There's no true – they're not road teams. Each team – I mean, the Chiefs are flying in on Saturday, so I don't expect a slow start. But I do expect – I mean, there's a ton of time off. These teams played each other earlier in the year. They've both gotten better in the areas they needed to get better in. I mean, the Bucs secondary has gotten better from the last time they spoke. Um, The Chiefs defense has gotten better. They're no slouch. I mean, we've talked so much about the Bucs defense, but the Chiefs defense is good in their own right. And you talked about that, and the offense has gotten better. So, I do see the value in the Bucks, and that's I'm laying the points with the Bucks. I don't know if you heard. Did you hear that? <laughs> I'm laying. i um, I think it's still recorded. It. We we were having technical difficulties here, folks. Um, but I am laying the points with the Buccaneers uh, due to the value of of the play.
1: Yeah, I mean, I I, I can't really argue your pick, honestly. Like. I've been talking on this podcast, and it's like I'm almost talking myself out of my pick. Like, I kind (laughs) of have been. Like, it's just – I'm already locked in with minus three on the Chiefs, um, which is kind of dumb because of the whole COVID thing. But I just, like, I thought the line was – I actually thought the line was going to move more, and it really hasn't.
0: Yeah, I mean, with the Super Bowl, a lot of the big money comes in, it feels like that Friday, Saturday, like the 48 hours leading up. Right now, it's a lot of retail, so I did expect. I expected it to move, too. I think you could probably do a little. I think I saw one book had, like, two and a half, um, which seems fucking crazy to put it under a field goal. Uh, the Chiefs yeah. could blow them out. Like, I don't think the Bucs are going to blow out the Chiefs. That's how I feel. The Chiefs could blow them out, but I would lean closer to it. It's a close game. Oh, yeah. And therefore, the three is looking like a good value pick. Um, the under, over, I don't know what the fuck to do there. Like, I'm leaning under just because of the last game. It's a Super Bowl. They tend to be, I mean, half times longer. It's just like it tends to be a little bit more grinded out. The yeah. numbers that I'm seeing at 56, I think I saw 57 and 58 at a couple other books. <sighs> uh, dude, I don't know. <laughs> it's weird. I don't know where I sit on that. I don't know if you, I, this doesn't have to be an official pick, but I don't know where you sit on that one.
1: probably I naturally lean for the over just because overs are fun, but I, I don't like it.
0: <laughs> yeah. It's that. I, that's where I'm at. I'm like, do I go with my motto? I'd rather die in the over than die in the under. Cause it's just way more fun. Or do I use my head here? It's like, it's super bowl. <laughs> it's a little tougher. Like they're generally a little bit low scoring. The unders tend to, I feel like tend to hit. Um, I think I'm going to go under. I don't know. I'll tweet it out,
1: <laughs> but I think I'm leading. I'll under. probably go under,
0: honestly. Yeah. All right. The fun part of it. I don't know if you've had a chance to look at it, but prop bets. I mean, there's a bajillion out there. Um, I found some ones that I think have some decent decent general value. I'm going to say right off the bat, I don't know if you you bet this, but I definitely do every year, the coin flip. I immediately either – I go tails never fails. If you get a win on the coin flip and start off your Super Bowl betting, it's one of the best ways to do it. It's exhilarating as hell. Um, It's fantastic. But there is some there's some nice prop bets out there were you able to find anything that you liked that jumped off the page um, from the prop bets standpoint
1: um, I, I I happen to like one I mean this is I mean it's not like one of those exciting little silly props it's you know an actual game prop um, long touchdowns at 45 and a half now I know everyone plays like you know very uptight you know everyone just doesn't want to get you, you don't you don't want to give up the big play but I mean we have to remember a lot of times, well, there are like kickoff returns for touchdowns. Um, yeah. A pick six going fifty yards, you're a winner. Um, Scotty Miller's talking all this shit about how fast he is. Tyreek Hill might want to run really fast. <laughs> <laughs> <Yeah>. um, <laughs> and I mean, Antonio Brown could break a fifty yard play. I, I'm I like that um, just because you know, big plays are fun, um, and there's just so many possibilities for a play to for a touchdown to happen over forty five yards. So. I'm gonna go over 45 yard, 45 and a half, I believe, is what it was for longest touchdown
0: in the game. I love that because, like we said earlier, like the Bucks, I mean, just alone on the fact that there are miscommunications that happen at least four times a game for the Bucks, mm-hmm. and you're you've got that wrinkle, one or two wrinkle plays that Andy Reid's gonna have in his back pocket. Like just that alone puts that in favor. And you're right; there's usually a special teams play that rips off, or a big pass, or a giant run, or something like. I'm with you. That's a great, great value. Um I liked the because of that that wrinkle play in there. I don't know if it's actually gonna happen, but I liked it from the value standpoint. How many players will have a passing uh touchdown over two and a half? It's plus one fifteen. You get positive numbers on that. I don't hate that. Like I could see a little funky business going down in the red zone, which by the way, Tom Brady. 39 touchdowns to zero interceptions in the red zone this season. No big deal. That's crazy. Um, yeah, hasn't thrown an interception within 20 yards. Um, fucking insane. But I do like that just for the value. I don't know if it will hit, but I like it because, like, especially in recent Super Bowls, we've been seeing a little bit more trickery, especially down on the goal line Um, for another type of player, Travis Kelsey, Tariq Hill, Chris Godwin, somebody, Antonio Brown, somebody to throw a touchdown outside of our two quarterbacks who I both think will throw a touchdown pass, at least one.
1: I think so as well.
0: Um, here's one
1: that it's risky because it's such a small number, but with that Bucks de- defense, their run defense, Clyde Edwards-Hilaire first run over under three and a half. I'm going under.
0: Yeah, 100%. Yeah. That is a. I saw that one too on there. I didn't mark it down, but I saw it. Yeah, I agree. Especially cuz we don't know how healthy he's going to be. Like he they're yeah. going to roll him out there at some point. But when they roll him out there, I can't imagine the bucks are thinking, "Oh, he might be a passing threat." Like so they're going to tee off on him, I would assume.
1: And I know it's such a small number, but they yeah. stuff him at the line. That's one. That's what I see.
0: Yep, and like I said earlier, didn't have Viva the first time around. That's that's a lot of meat on the inside between oh, him Lord, and man. Sue. Yeah, between him and Sue and that gut, that's a lot of meat rolling around <laughs> down there. <laughs> um, staying on the um, staying on the running back uh, situation. Leonard Fournette receptions over three and a half. He has had over three receptions in all three playoff games. He has 14 catches on 17 targets in the postseason right now. He had five against the Packers, five against the Saints, and four against Washington. He is the primary back right now. Ronald Jones has had a phenomenal season, but Bruce Arians is very open. He goes with a hot hand. Playoff Lenny has been very hot. Tom Brady loves to throw to backs. We know that about him. The dude's had 17 targets in three games. Um... And he is the kind of the primary guy out of the backfield. Ronald Jones isn't utilized a ton to catch balls out of the backfield. I like Leonard Fournette. It's minus one fifty-five, which isn't great payout, but like three and a half feels very good, uh, especially on the over for Leonard Fournette receptions.
1: Yeah, I like that. Um, this one here, I'm actually kind of surprised by the odds that I'm getting. Um, I've got Chiefs to score in every quarter. Just score every quarter. Is sitting at plus one twenty.
0: I saw that. I don't know
1: how that is a yeah. line out there. <laughs> I, I mean, yeah, I'm, 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 I am locking that in right now on the
0: podcast. <laughs> yeah. I, I would say that's probably pretty good. They didn't score in the fourth quarter the last time they met, but this mm-hmm. is the Super Bowl. If they are, if, if this game's even close going into the fourth, because I definitely see them kicking at least a field goal in every quarter. Um, they're gonna move the ball, so they're gonna be in field goal range every quarter for at least a field goal. Um, So I like that as well. We mentioned it before. I think it it has to be the obvious one. Patrick Mahomes passing attempts over 42 and a half. That feels too low. Like, I'm going over on that. He threw it 49 times last last series. They're not going to run the ball. Like, they're not going to be like, you know what we should do? We got the number one rush-efficient defense on the other side of us. Let's go run heavy. Let's completely abandon our philosophy as a team and go run heavy. There's no way. We We have the one quarterback the teams would probably trade every draft pick they have for. So <laughs> yeah. let's hand it off. <laughs> yeah. Let's give it. Let's just let's just run the ball. You know, let's see if this line is really as good as they say they are. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah, that's not happening. So 42 and o- <laughs> a half over is the, the one I had. And then I, I only really had one other one. And that was if there will be offsetting penalties called. It's plus 155. I feel like that's a risk. But at the same time, it's the Super Bowl. These refs are not going to be looking. I don't think to be calling a lot of penalties. Neither of these teams get a lot of penalties called. So if there is a a flag, I have a feeling they're going to be looking to call something offsetting to try to neutralize it. I feel pretty. I'm not going to lay anything huge on that, but I might sprinkle a little on that line. That feels the value feels good right there.
1: Yeah, I I don't I don't hate that either. Uh, my last one, it's one of it's it's kind of a stupid one, but um. I actually haven't looked at the odds. I can't find it, but I, I know it's being offered 100%. Um, the Gatorade. Uh, oh, Last yes. year, it was, it was orange. Both these teams are red. So. <sighs> I did see that. Yep. <laughs> um, but last year, it was orange,
0: and there was really no orange team. I, I, red seems so obvious. Yeah, red I, is, I want to say it was like plus 600 at my book or something. Where was it? Is, do you know if red was getting the best odds? It was not. Uh, really? Yeah, clear and orange were getting the best odds from what I remember. Orange
1: does make sense. I remember I was so bitter last year when it was orange, and I was just like, that is like the classic first color Gatorade ever had. Like I should have, like I feel like such a dummy. Um, but I like that. Um one other thing I just want to bring up, which I'm really bitter about. Um the state of Virginia, which has legalized sports gambling. Beautiful, beautiful, we love it. Um but they're not offering fun props. They have like a, uh, yeah, let me, let me find this for you real quick. I know this isn't great. This isn't great. I'm literally looking for something on my phone while we're in the middle of doing a podcast.
0: <laughs> Never mind. I'm wrong. <laughs> on my book, while you're looking for that, I'll give the lines uh, they're offering. They're offering lime slash green slash yellow at plus 350, orange at plus 50, red at plus 165, clear slash water at plus 625, blue at plus 800, and purple. And a nice cool plus 1500.
1: Wow. Purple. I mean, it's not a Ravens or Vikings game. So. <laughs> no.
0: But all right. So I found this from Michael
1: Phillips. He works for the Richmond Times Dispatch. Um, he tweets out the Virginia lottery bans certain types of prop bets, including those that are overly subjective or based on officiating calls. So in Virginia, you cannot bet on what color the Gatorade will be that's dumped on the winning coach. I'm bitter.
0: The dumbest. Who put that in there? Like, who who saw that bill and was like, you know what I should write right in here? (laughs) No prop bets. Like, who was that asshole?
1: No fun props. I I was blown away. So I'm guessing there's going to be in,
0: this has nothing to do with sports, but there'll be no commercial props. Mm, The commercials are weird this year. I know, like, I think Budweiser said they were out. Really? Budweiser said they were out. Yeah, they're taking the money and giving it to, like, Corona marketing or something. Um Sorry, I totally just shit on your, like, idea there, Budweiser. Like, whatever, whatever big thing you announced this week as to why you weren't giving money out, I just saw you weren't doing a commercial. I didn't really mo- look much. Something with the coronavirus. They're, they're giving whatever the budget was for the commercial to the coronavirus. They're doing something good. Yeah, they're doing something positive for the world. God damn we it. I Budweiser. Yeah. <laughs> I'm going to drink a lot of them on Sunday. We'll yeah, accept you as a sponsor. Come on. Yeah. <laughs> but, yeah, that is, that is dumb. Um, do you have anything else on the Super Bowl here before we uh, wrap this up?
1: No, nope, not really. I think we covered it pretty well there.
0: Yeah, I mean it's going to be a good one. I think it's going to be a great Super Bowl. I'm very excited for my Bucks. I'm taking them on the value. We actually haven't spoken <clears throat> in a little bit. How'd you feel about Connor and uh, Dustin Poirier there? Oh, um, Dustin
1: did what he had to do to beat Connor. Uh, he, yeah. He just, I mean, and. I know everyone's, you know, concerned about what's next for Connor and everything. And I mean, I kind of am as well. But I mean, when you, it's just like when you're that rich, you just get distracted. Like, I mean, how much do you really care that much anymore? I don't know. I hope he comes back hungry, but I'm a little nervous.
0: That is the thing. I mean, it is. That's sort of what I was saying is like the yeah. dude has only had three fights since 2016. I think yeah, when he was enough. last really active, like he beat Eddie Alvarez, then he went and took the Floyd fight, which that Floyd fight derailed any real prospect Yeah, having a career. And you saw it in this fight, which 10 out of 10 times, every fighter on the face of the planet is taking that. Like if you said you're going to get to fight Floyd, make like $100 million, but your UFC career might be over because you just can't get back in shape, can't get not necessarily back in shape, but can't get into the flow of things, would you take the fight? Every one of them's taking that fight. 10 out of 10 times. There's no way you don't. Um, But you saw it in that... Like, he looked good in that first round. But you saw it in that first round. Or in in that fight. He was a little... He was stiffer. Like, he didn't look like kind of that fluid... He didn't have that long, awkward stance he used to have that allowed him to see incoming kicks and punches um, and really counter with that fucking howitzer he has in the left hand. He looked more like a boxer and tried to force the fight. And I think if he wants to truly come back, one, he's got to get way more active... And two, he's kind of got to give up on the boxing dream, which I think is dead now that he got knocked out by Dustin. I don't think he's going to get a major fight, Um, but he's kind of got to get he's got to change his style again. Which, if anybody's going to do it, it's him. But that gut reaction was like, ah, this does not look good (laughs) (laughs) for the future of Conor.
1: It's almost like you know he did. I mean, eventually he started you know to try to counter the leg kicks and like you know grab Dustin's leg, Um, Mm -hmm. but like his leg was just destroyed by then. It was just like too late he couldn't move he wasn't mobile um it's either he needs to change his fight style or um dana just needs to hook him up with like people like cowboy you know people that are gonna (laughs) just stand there and just
0: which is yeah which is tough because like that division the lightweight division is filled with fucking sharks like that is a heavy division to try to fight in right now um so yeah it's I don't know, it's it's sad to sort of see. Like I'm not giving up on Connor. I totally think he can do it. I mean, he just has to dedicate himself to getting back to UFC form. Um, and having that fluidity used to it. that's why he was the most one of the most dangerous people on the planet. He was his movement was so fluid. He had insane precision and timing. He was able to counter in an insane way. He was like a cobra. He hit you real quick, he backed up, saw what you had, and then hit you again and finished you. Um but it's a hard division. That is a that is That division, lightweight division, is fucking. Connor Connor back in the day
1: used to knock people out while taking a shot
0: on the chin. Yeah. Aldo just,
1: just getting hit, it just drops out though, like while getting chinned. I mean, he was ridiculous.
0: It was insane. And that came from that kind of stance, yeah, that big long stance where he could kind of, he could see the shots coming in and fucking counter with them. And he was insane. Um, and he moved up weight class. He was willing to fight in any weight class. He moved up to three different weight classes. He's fought across from 145 to 175. I mean, the dude was a beast. So I hope he gets back in shape. He seems to be a little bit more humbled. Um, I think kids having kids losing to Khabib the way he did and that kind of mess has really kind of humbled him. Um, but, yeah, it'll be interesting. I'm interested to see what the year brings. The UFC is going to be awesome coming up here. Yeah, it should be fun. And if you go
1: off anything from Conor's, like post-fight pressers and stuff, He's coming back.
0: Yeah. Oh, yeah. That's what he said. And I hope he does. I just, he's got to get more active. He's just got to do it because it's like sticking. I understand wanting to have a foot in the boxing world, but you see it in his form. It's just, it's not what made him. He's not a guy who can just stand in there and go toe to toe. He's the best counter. He's one of the best counters in the world. He's super smart, high intelligent fighter, but he just, he doesn't. He can't force a fight on his feet anymore, I don't think. And so he's got to kind of lose that boxing style and mentality and get back to what made him great, and that was that kickboxing stuff. Kickboxing style he had that made him so fucking good. Um, yeah. But Dan has given us some fucking aw- I mean, the fight cards coming up here, especially in the month of March are just whew! It's going to be it's going to be a fun year, especially if Conor gets active again. I mean, it's it's doable. It's very doable, but he's got to get Why active.
1: We have to wait six months, right?
0: Yeah, something like that. Yeah, We'll see. I mean, he might come back sooner, but probably not. Yeah, it'll probably be about six months. Yeah. When he was active, he was good for about three to two fights a year, depending on how banged up he got. Um, But he was fighting three times a year. Yeah, more, well, I guess could be, but he got pretty banged up in this one. (laughs) Yeah, that leg, gnarly. Which, I mean, is the greatest strategy ever against a striker. Like, chop him down like a fucking cherry tree. Um, (laughs) Yeah. Low game wins, Um, but yeah, that's all I had on that one. All right, that'll do it for us. As always, peace later.